again how we doing boys what up <laughs> jordan how are you doing doing good man uh just hit two years with my girlfriend so nice great 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 uh milestone for our relationship i uh ordered her something off a of wayfair and honestly i am really surprised how different it is from the image that was on the website i'm I, I, I've been talking to their customer service the last couple of days, too, because I did not order a 12-year-old child. I don't know what this is. Well, congrats on your son, Michael. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so we, we should be, Let's talk about Wayfair real quick. That was damn good. Um, yeah, so have you guys... I'm sure it's probably the same for you guys, but this has become like the hottest like mormon housewife conspiracy that i've seen like there's so many girls i went to high school with who are like like into they're like a esthetician or something and this is now their side hustle is like solving pizzagate and it's crazy so <laughs> pizzagate's extended this is pizzagate QAnon extended universe the deal is that Wayfair has some cabinets that are named after missing children that are they're selling for $15,000. So theoretically, you buy the cabinets on Wayfair. And do does they, is the idea that the cabinets come with the children inside? Or is that it's just a, a code name for a kid? See, the thing, I don't know. It, it, it's the most insane thing because you think like, oh, the, the child just comes in the cardboard <laughs> box. But it's like, you have to ship the child. Like, there's... <laughs> Child will not survive. <laughs> it's yeah, so just, I mean, just give the kids some like some peanuts and like an applesauce, and he'll be fine. <laughs> what happens? If you don't put enough air holes in the box. I love. Okay, it really is funny that like. Is it like when you like catch a snake as a kid? Yeah. Like like a bug, and you put it in a uh, in a mason jar, and you poke holes in the top so it can breathe. <laughs> Jesus, it's like this is the box going around in the back of a UPS truck with like air holes in it. So it try like logistically, okay, whatever. So say we're taking this um, conspiracy theory seriously. Why, like, are we so used to using Amazon that we think that even the elite child trafficking uh, pedophiles have to use something similar and it's Wayfair and you just get a child shipped to you? Like, what the fuck is that? Like, not everything has to be Amazonified. And um, one, they wouldn't use, they don't use Wayfair, the, the, the global pedophile cabal that rules this world that does exist. They don't use Wayfair, it turns out. Um, like, can I you think, imagine like, being like one of Epstein's associates and you're just browsing Wayfair and you're like, you know what? I'm really feeling like a William today. Absolutely. I think I'm going to get myself a William. Also, and then like... <laughs> maybe a little bit later on in during the week, maybe I'll get a Michael. Why? Maybe a dude. Maybe a Joseph. With their names. Why would know. they use their real names? Like, that's like exactly. part of the conspiracy theory. They're like, 
this is a missing child and it's the same name. I'm like, uh, why would they use the child's real name when they're being, when they're trafficking a child? That seems, and also there's so many things wrong with it. It's crazy. But like, I'm seeing like regular people that I went to high school with sharing QAnon memes. I don't know if they know what QAnon is, but like, that's where we're at. No, they don't. They don't know the roots of all this. So they can't immediately see it's bullshit. So it's just, it's just easily washes over them. It's just, what boxes I know. I, I know this website i i never pay anything that so, much oh my god yeah it's important that like we need to we need to make sure that we do uh acknowledge the existence of that global pedophile cabal shout out to galane maxwell whose um trial is going to be next july a year from now so hopefully she lives that long god bless god willing um but we're going to put bets on it, boys. Dude, you actually can. There are odds. Um, and Honestly. there's people she's going to uh, testify against. But what I was going to say is like, there are two things about QAnon and Pizzagate and all this stuff is that one, there's a global pedophile cabal of elites that like runs everything and they're unaccountable, which is true. But two, that Donald Trump and his people are saving the world from all of them. And my God. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, uh, boy. Yeah, they, they yep. treat Donald Trump like he's Serpico, like he's just in too deep. I know. I I would love to. I need I need to get some more QAnon explanations as to why they think Donald Trump is currently, um, you know, arresting all of the global elite. Which this week's one they're after again is Chrissy Teigen. Like, okay, Chrissy Teigen's really annoying. <laughs> I don't like her. But and like wh- one of the bigger resistance grifters out yeah. there. Yeah. But, like, why would she <laughs> – I don't think she's part of it, guys. I think – let's focus our attention on, like, you know, the ones that have pictures with Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, I just can't get past the dissonance of Trump, who, like, couldn't give a shit about anyone, who's, like, one of the most mm-hmm. miserable people on earth, is somehow this valiant savior of the world. I know. Like, this dude – would not piss on you if you were on fire to put you out. He hates his children, hates his family. He hates everything. Other than his daughter, I guess. Other than Ivanka. Ivanka, just, the, the bean girl. Just she was holding that. beans on Twitter today. Sorry. Chrissy Teigen, though. You can make a much better case that Quibi is like a front for pedophiles. Yes. Wayfair. Dude. Like, yes. Pay- like the venture capital funding for that was like twenty three thousand dollars per viewer. Yes, and like ooh, the Quibi is the real Q. <laughs> the the Q was Quibi all along. No, but really though, like we should, like there's way more to look into with like that type of shit with like um, casting and like all those shows and all that instead of 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 Wayfair. Come on. Um, Every single time, though, that I try to get into QAnon and, like, do some sort of deep dive, I just end up like Charlie in the mailroom in Always Sunny. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I still have some outstanding questions on Pizzagate because, well, anyway, and uh, we sh- which we should maybe talk about eventually um, because I think the the transition from Pizzagate to QAnon is, is interesting. And uh, I think Roger Stone and Mike Cernovich and uh, Jack Prasobiec are all in charge of that. But anyway, um, I oh, think we can. <laughs> I've seen them all. They're yes. out there. Uh, I think we, oh yeah. And Roger Stone uh, got freed this week. So shouts out to him, I guess. It's been a dumb week. Dude, it has been a dumb week. And also like everyone, 
Utah politics in particular, people praising Mitt Romney for talking about how like this was like the most unprecedented corrupt, unprecedentedly corrupt move we've ever seen from a president. People are like, yeah, I'm like, really? You think letting Roger Stone, the fucking meme lord <laughs> that he is, off the hook is unprecedented like, corruption for the, the United States? version of the penguin from Batman. I could exactly like I could not give a shit about Roger Stone. Like, wasn't but, wasn't Mitt Romney in office during the Iraq War? Ooh, he would have been. Was he the governor back then? Yeah, he was. was I don't know. You have to ask our historian. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Governor of Massachusetts then, but uh, just to take it back to Roger Stone, like, I don't think he's a real threat to anyone. Like, releasing him, whatever. Gives a shit, what honestly. It's like, he's just going to go home and, like, watch guys cuck his wife. That's it. I know. Like, that's yeah. all he's got. Yeah, I honestly, so anyone praising Mitt Romney for coming out hard against the, um, the uh, freeing of Roger Stone, like, no. Let's, we let's really, have- though, we, we need to just put a moratorium on Utah from s- just stop being impressed with <laughs> the dumbest shit. Just yes. stop. Like, like the, the, the lowest of standards. Guys, let's yes. up, our, up, up the ante just a bit, folks, because yep. yeah. it's getting pretty pathetic that, like, Mitt Romney can put on a mask and go to a protest and, like, use a bunch of hyperbolic language about Roger Stone and everyone like is just fawning over him, just falling over themselves. Like it's embarrassing. Let's, let's show a little pride boys and girls. Come on. Let's Guys do and girls. Let's be, uh, yeah, we absolutely need to be harsher. But speaking of, um, doing the bare minimum or nothing to get praise, uh, COVID still a thing. Spencer Cox, um, are, our um, governor-elect is still nowhere to be found, and they're currently, he and Governor Herbert and the other state legislators who do, are scared of mandating masks are issuing challenges and quests to uh, wear masks these days. So we still don't have a mask mandate um, statewide, even though hospital administrators are like li- literally begging for it uh, in public press conferences. So... We had 10 people die, I think, yesterday. Um, again, like, look up any <laughs> any country that's not the United States for similar areas, and we're just completely fucking this thing up. Um, and it's just getting way worse nationwide. Trump's blaming Obama and Biden for our coronavirus response. Um, and Greg's been battling the, the battles online about coronavirus because Greg is politicizing this he is politicizing death he is basically saying fuck you to all your I'm, grandparents i'm weaponizing the coronavirus for my own political gain because if you haven't heard you know i'm running for fucking office or some dumb shit you son of a bitch <laughs> dude that's like the most annoying response is like people say you're politicizing something like what the fuck are you allowed to politicize if not a literally uh, everything in response? your life is politicized from the food you eat to the entertainment that you watch, every one of those things, every part of your life has some sort of politics in it. There has been some sort of decision making that has approved you doing that activity or that part of your life. So shut up with this stop politicizing everything. <laughs> Everything's fucking politics, you uh, dumbass. Uh, <laughs> especially, 
<laughs> pandemic, right? Like you would think that. Right. Oh my God. Especially when there are designated people who are supposed to be leading the response to this pandemic. People were, They're the people in charge. People were ready to burn down grocery stores because they took the Native American food off of Lando Lake butter boxes. So, like, everything is political, too. Like, like everything like they say is everything is like political correctness and all that, too. That is political. Like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah, literally all of them. Boys, I'm gonna get it out of out real early. Merry Christmas. We're, we're saying that we're starting in July. <laughs> we're starting Merry the Christmas. war of Christmas in July. <laughs> the war of Christmas never ends, really. I mean, this just in individually month individual monthly battles for for the war of Christmas. But yeah, so um, coronavirus is gonna keep getting worse. Um, they're still trying to open up schools for some reason. Um, because other countries are doing it. I love, like, seriously, we've skipped to, um, Carly was reading me a tweet or something that was like, wow, California is going to close the bars and restaurants again. I can't believe we had to do, we have to do this after everything we did was the wrong thing to do or something like that. Like every decision that was made has resulted in this. And now we want to skip to the part where we reap the rewards of doing a good job. Like, like New Zealand's having like island-wide dance parties because uh, they have zero coronavirus cases and we are reopening Disney World and having them wear masks to the hordes of people um, just and just skipping the part where we had to do anything and now we have uh, 140,000 deaths. So Did you guys watch that Disney World video that was making the rounds on Twitter? It's horrific. It is absolutely the most dystopian thing I have ever seen. Pretty on the nose, like yeah. Like I think it's a Paul Verhoeven movie with like a Kubrick script. It's insane. Oh yeah, it's it's absolutely insane too. Like I think the I think I saw the video clip of it too, where they like took that video and then put it to the main score from The Shining, and it's just hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we it was a little on the nose, like ending the uh, clip with the stormtroopers who like the fascists, like telling you "Welcome home to Disney World." I thought that was a little on the nose, Um, but hey, so COVID, COVID's good. We're 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 doing great in COVID land here, Um, and. I think we're not going to ever get a mask mandate until if things, maybe if things get way worse, but it's like, what are they honestly waiting for? Like, it's the most embarrassing thing where these people are in positions of power and we see them use it for whatever fucked up agenda they have to like crack down on alcohol or medicinal marijuana or anything like that. But then we're in a, in a pandemic and all of a sudden they're too scared to legislate or make rules and they just issue challenges and have these big, like everything Spencer Cox, retweets. now he, Spencer Cox doesn't tweet very often now, but he retweets often. And it's just like people being like, yo, you should wear a damn mask. Cause it's cool or whatever. Or like <sighs> shit's so embarrassing. Like anyone who was going to wear a mask because of a Spencer Cox retweet, all three of them, um, are wearing masks now like you're not getting anyone else on your team by just retweeting shit um, about wearing masks yeah. it doesn't work Boys, i've got an idea on what we got to do we got to start a mask company and we need it to blow up so we can go public uh and then we need oh to God. allow spencer cox and governor herbert and the rest of their friends to buy up said stock 
so that they can actually profit off this pandemic because that is the one way we could actually get a mask mandate in this in this you're state. absolutely right oh um <laughs> is anyone making QAnon masks yet i feel like we should do oh i I'm just sure found one online there there has to be like there there's definitely oh, i'm doing a, i'm doing a google search right now okay i found one on redbubble QAnon mask damn it's the that's a pretty good one too well, that sucks, dude. That would have been a really good idea. I feel like we could have done some good and sold a lot of masks. Well, there's, well, a, there's a unisex QAnon American flag eagle QAnon where we go one, we go all multifunctional seamless face scarf bandana slash headwear <laughs> on Amazon right now. So yeah, they've got it. They've got it all, man. Dude, we should. Yeah. Guys, I got an idea too. What if we just took like the P Diddy's campaign from like 2004 and just did mask <laughs> <laughs> or die? It'll be it'll be just as pointless as P Diddy's voter die campaign. But uh, you know, we'll get lost celebrities in on it and then immediately still just give in to evil. So hey, dude, I can love Gal Gadot still sing with her mask on? Dude, I hope so. We need her on our side. Wow. Dude, I'm just like looking at these QAnon masks. We got that seems like wow, we really missed out. I feel like I I feel like I should have been on top of that like a couple months ago. Chase the rabbit, Kyle. Chase ah, the rabbit. That sucks, man. Um, uh, other Utah stuff we got going on. Sports are back. Uh, I think we talked about it a little bit last time. Uh, Real Monarchs had their in-person game with fans and uh it was in the middle of the day on the saturday it was like 100 degrees so not a ton of people went which was good um deloy hansen said he didn't do it for the money because but he just wanted to be quote on the forefront well, i don't know what that means um but we're one of the forefront states uh, with coronavirus right now so i don't know if he uh really gives a shit so um also, RSL's back too. RSL's back, and we yeah, accidentally slipped onto it on ESPN uh, a couple of nights ago, and I honestly thought that I just left FIFA on because it just looked like the uh, loading screen. Dude, it's so <laughs> weird. The training, yeah, it really does. The uh, it's so weird. The whole MLS going on because they're they're actually doing the dang thing, and I don't think they've been. They certainly haven't seen as many coronavirus cases uh, as the NBA seems to be having right now. Um, I don't know what that's about. Well, they sent two teams home first. They though. already did send two teams home, though. <laughs> I think they got it all out of the way with that. So yeah, RSL won. Um, that was good. It's still fucking weird to say that there's sports going on, especially in Florida, where um, I think they uh are having more cases per day than new york actually ever had so once it once god i hope it doesn't happen if deaths catch up like i don't know man i can't believe this shit's going on in florida i can't believe they're opening disney world i can't believe anyone's in florida that's that doesn't live there it's just insane like all you can say all you can really do i guess is like shrug your shoulders and say it's florida I know. Well, like, so I was like, I, I really have tried to uh, knock it in arguments on Twitter about specifically coronavirus because bless your heart. I know. It, well, most people haven't tried to. I'm in Spencer Cox replies every time he fucking tweets. So uh, I, I'm surprised I haven't gotten in more. But someone yesterday was saying like, well, like, what do you like? What do we do now? Like, I, I admit that like mistakes were made by the Trump administration. It's like, what do we it's like? We fucking don't do anything now. <laughs> like, clearly, no help's coming. It's everyone for themselves. Uh, they're not going to help you. It's just like, 
put pressure on politicians to do the right thing and just hope for the best. Like that's kind of where we're at and that's where the government is leaving everyone. And it's fucking insane. Yeah. All you did see was just a DeVos on the uh, Sunday shows who just to realize that we are on our own. There is no help coming from anywhere. I had to unfriend my great aunt on Facebook like a couple of years ago because of Betsy DeVos shit. (laughs) Like she was like... I had, yeah, man, it was brutal. Betsy DeVos is one of the worst people on the face of this planet. Oh, that whose brother is the one of the worst people on the face of this planet. So, also come from the Amway family too. So, Amway children, uh, Blackwater, all that stuff. It's really great. She's great. Just a trifecta of shit. That whole interview was so weird because she was like. No, yeah, kids have to go back to school, um, everyone in the country. And then she's like, well, like, we don't want to, like, she's like, well, well, what are the guidelines to send kids back? She's like, well, we don't want to make guidelines for everyone because every situation is different. And she's like, well, yeah, every situation is different. So why are you making all kids in every state go back to school? And she's just like, oh, fuck, sorry. Their goal is to just take every public school kid, destroy the public schools, and put them in charter schools. So exactly that project. Well, is... and, it's to, and it's to get people, get kids back in school, so parents can go back to work to restart the economy. Because if Trump has any shot in November, it's going to be completely contingent on an economic bounce back. Yeah, and I think that's already gone out the door. I mean, his yeah. only chance of like preserving any sort of like economic system that's not in shambles was giving a second uh a second stimulus yeah Honestly, the republican co- congress started to kick that back to was like no we're not going to incentivize people yeah to be on the dole anymore so <laughs> there that's that, that that republican brain is so poisoned that they think that you have a better chance of winning if you have zero unemployment supposedly but everyone's working like six gig jobs or whatever than having 20% unemployment, but you're giving everyone monthly checks. Like he would absolutely win if he would do that, but nope. It's also like a terrible, terrible indictment of the system where the Republican brain is saying, oh, uh, if if you give people money, then you don't incentivize them to work. And there are so many people who are making more money on unemployment than they were on their jobs. As if that, doesn't just give up the entire game of how terrible wages are in this country. Yeah. And, yeah. And all the while too, it just, we're just completely unhinged from any other sort of like economic sector too. Like look at the stock market death went up on from COVID today and this, and the Dow Jones went up 500 points. Like nice. We have a stock market that's completely detached from the rest of the economic realities going on right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And we saw how many people didn't pay their housing payment for July. Um, how many people have lost health insurance because they lost their jobs? Great system. I'm one of those people. Got got laid off. I no longer have health insurance. And there's also a pandemic going on. Great timing. Really cool that when you need health insurance the most, potentially, um, it just goes with your job because apparently that can just happen here and we don't yeah. give a shit. It's incredible, too. It's like when you read about like the French revolution and you lead up and you read about the lead up to it and you're like, how the hell did they not see this coming? It's like, we're in like a period that's right there. Yeah. Like we're starting to see like a bunch of people that are just getting to nothing to lose territory. And it's Mm -hmm. uh, when you get there, that's, uh, that's definitely the off ramp to the cool zone and, uh, not in a good way. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, speaking of incredibly awful systemic problems that continue to inflict violence on the uh, citizens of this country with no accountability for those in power, let's talk about cops. <laughs> How about that? Let's we go. have to. We have to talk about cops. So, all right. So, as part of like the protests that have been happening everywhere, there have shocker been a lot of. Um, instances with police in Utah where they have straight up murdered people. Um, and one of the bigger ones lately is Bernardo Palacios. And there's been um, a lot of uh, protests uh, for justice for Bernardo because um, throughout, since the George Floyd murder and the protest, uh, two things have happened. The first thing is that uh, all the body cam footage was released um, for the cops that shot um bernardo i i can't remember like 30 times um his last words were that he doesn't want to die um and the second thing that happened was that no charges or wrongdoing no wrongdoing was found let alone charges for the cops that shot him uh 30 times despite him running away from the cops and none of these are a discussion about, I know like with a lot of George Floyd stuff, they went for the, he's not an angel playbook and basically tried to rejudicate everything that he's ever done in his life. That's bad. Um, and I don't care what people do in their lives that leads up to a point where they're getting murdered by the police. But the job of the police is not to murder people, no matter what these people are guilty of. So um, if he had done something wrong and was running from the cops, that doesn't give the cops the opportunity or right to shoot him. But apparently, according to our handbook and trusty, trusty laws that we've got here and rules for police officers, big surprise that no wrongdoing was found. And um, my, what's his name? Mike Brown, is that the, the chief? He, Sim Gill, basically just said, nope uh everything everything was kosher everything's good nothing to see here folks move along move along that's the that that's the real fucked up thing about this as well too is like two cops can shoot a guy 34 times but uh, two protesters get charged with second and third degree felonies for two broken windows and a bunch of paint not only that but like there was a there was a statewide emergency for those broken windows so we can get like a statewide emergency by the governor uh for two broken windows but we can't get a fucking mask mandate yep no that's great and we can get a police helicopter flying over the city every day exactly weeks. no yeah we can that's get a, like, a literal state of emergency for mm -hmm. a couple of broken windows but how many hundreds how many thousands of people have been infected with coronavirus in this in this state and we can't get people to wear masks yeah we can't get that i think they're directly connected though because i mean look at the people who are more likely to get covid too i mean exactly communities are two to three times more likely to get covid than say white affluent people mm -hmm. so you know, that's fine there and who are more likely to get killed by the cops yeah all this is is really just like a slow motion genocide yeah, slow motion ethnic cleansing. Um, God damn, that's depressing. But yeah, I mean, you look at literally at the COVID numbers anywhere in this country and see which populations are disproportionately affected. Like, go look at that. And that's that's not necessarily. 
I've seen people say well, that like it's it's a cultural thing. That's always my favorite thing. It's like, or maybe it's because they're the essential workers that have to go stand somewhere exactly. and work with people who refuse to wear masks. And maybe there's multi-generational housing or houses because of how expensive housing's gotten here. And then the people working those jobs can't obviously afford that much housing. So you get these multi-generational houses, all working class, and uh, it's the people who have to deal with this shit the most. It's just sorry, Jared, that not everybody has your fucking graphic design job and can work from home. Those are my least that I did get in some arguments like about COVID with people like that, like um, a software engineer saying if people are sick, they should stay home. If you don't want to get sick, you should stay home as if people have the choice to do that right now. If you making- can't do that when the state opens up, can't do that when they're is no help from anyone can't do it yeah if you're making nine bucks an hour you don't really have the option of staying home i know because that's if you stay home a couple days out of a week or something like that that's you're not going to make your rent you're not going to make food payments you're going to do anything like that because you're living just on a razor's edge yeah and like on top of that like if you're not offered sick leave or paid sick leave or paid time off or anything like that and you're just working hourly um you obviously need to make money for on the, those days that you're sick or can't can't go into work and then even more of a problem is that our testing backlog is can be anywhere between three and seven days at this point so what are people supposed to do in the meantime if they're sick and they're waiting on a test but they have to go to work but they don't know the results of their tests so should they go or should they not it's impossible. It's just an impossible situation to manage. And everyone has been completely bailed on by the federal government on down. So just fucking unreal. Even with our, like having a democratic mayor or a democratic um, or mayor of the county and city, like that doesn't, that clearly doesn't do anything. And the DA, Sim Gill's a Democrat too. Yes. Yep. So when you or, tell people to vote in your city, who are you telling them to vote for? And vote blue, no make a difference. Everyone. It's, it's going to get us over this. We're, no matter what, from Joe Biden on down, once we get blue in there, all of our problems are a thing of the past. Health insurance solved. Yeah. So COVID's just going to like, I know Trump said it a lot. Yeah. But it's just going to automatically disappear. We just got to get Biden in the Oval Office. <laughs> he's going to kill. He's, he's the COVID killer. Police brutality solved yep inequality yeah it's just gonna it's just gonna float away like a thanos snap yeah just look at these like 22 reforms that sim gill like proposed the other day too as like a response to all this too and most of them were just like eh, maybe the state will take care of it because you know the state you know really big on punishing cops because when i think of the state of utah i think of like you know really coming down on police yeah, absolutely. Um, and speaking of our fa- favorite reformer, Erin Mendenhall, she uh, she came out big this week. Who wants to walk us through our, what our incredible mayor in chief is doing? Well, when it came to police reform as well, Erin uh, uh, had some good plans. Uh, first of all, she uh, she's one of the first on DeRay's plan, the uh, eight can't wait or whatever, which was just like immediately just like, oh, yeah, this is just the same bullshit everyone does yep. anyway. The second is she wants to build diversity in the Salt Lake Police Department, which, you know, has solved everywhere, too. Like, take a look at the LAPD. Half of the LAPD is diversified from, you know, half of them aren't white. I mean, half of them are either Hispanic or black. 
what? The LAPD doesn't have any or any sort of abuse problems, so we're good. Let's just yeah. move towards that. That's good. Also, she wants to make it easier to have access to food, housing, and jobs. You know, because that's never just a wiggle word that liberals love. It's just access. No, never trust anyone <laughs> offering you, you access something. Access. It's access, access to healthcare is all right. For, ask, yeah. a- access is what you ask for with Wi-Fi, not fucking health insurance. Yeah, yeah can I have the Wi-Fi code? That's access. But technically, by, but by liberal standards, so like we have access to Lamborghinis because we can theoretically buy it. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone has right. access to anything. You have an access to a private pedophile island as long as you are a potential CIA and Mossad asset and you get handed billions of dollars. Like you have that access. You just got to do a lot of things in between. You just got to work hard enough. <laughs> the hardest working man in the pedophile industry, that Jeremy, <laughs> that, that Epstein guy. Just have to give power of attorney to a to Jeffrey a, Epstein, not Jeremy. Like finished college and stuff, yeah. like a multi billion dollar hedge fund. What's wrong with that? Yeah, you have that access. So, um, shout out to Aaron Mendenhall for all the access she's going to be giving because that's a pretty good thing you can say you did on your resume is like we improved access because it requires nothing and does nothing. Um, yeah, and uh, they'll probably, I think they're painting Black Lives Matter on some cement as well. So I'm sure that's there to fix and do everything. I It really fucking sucks that we went from a police precinct in Minneapolis being burned down to just painting on streets. <laughs> they're, they're painting a mural in front of City Hall, okay? Racism solved, man. We did it. We did it by painting something that's probably gonna get taken down in like a year it's really anything to not talk about like the actual structural issues um no because sim gill and aaron mendenhall benefit from that structural racism too because their main purpose when it comes to running salt lake city is bring in more development dollars build up businesses keep people that shouldn't be over on the east side back on the west side that's their only that's their only job that's it Nothing else. <sighs> cheery, cheery, Jordan. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the whole thing is just completely like, it's not going to be solved with paint. It's going to be, be solved with an actual taking away of funds and repurposing that money elsewhere where it, it could be actually useful and not, if you care about cops, you should want them to do less in our society because they respond to every situation um, with not enough like training for situations that they shouldn't have to deal with. So, and no killology or anything like that. Like, even though we know that how prevalent that military mindset is within policing, it's just like, none of that goes away with these eight that can't wait or these smaller forms that are just completely meaningless. And it is because they're the ones that deal with every sort of societal problem now, because we are totally in hammer nail sort of mindset. Someone gets evicted from their home. Who's the one that kicks them out? It's a cop. Someone mm-hmm. who's homeless and just in an area that people don't want them to be in. Who's the one that responds to that homeless person? A cop. It, it's it's for every sort of thing. Someone's someone just seems like they're mentally distressed at a certain time. Who responds to that? A cop. Like all those things should not be responded to with a police officer and could be better solved with a social worker. But we can't do that because we pay this much amount of money to have a guy with a badge and a gun respond to things. So you know what? What's wrong with that? Yeah. 
I mean, and it, and it it goes to like what Malcolm X said about the uh, the white liberal and how he said that they will try to placate actual demands for change with just bullshit symbolic gestures like changing street names and changing verbiage. And yep. in this case, uh, painting murals on Rosa Parks Boulevard. When the fact of the matter is, those are just empty gestures. And what we want is actual systemic, systematic change. Yep. And police aren't going to please themselves. The good ones won't win out in the end or force. Like, it's an entire exactly. culture. And it's a culture. It's a violent culture. And um, they're not going to want to reform themselves. It's not going to happen. Um, Ian Adams, who's the FOP president, he had a really good quote on this, said, Redefining imminent threat unilaterally isn't going to work. We have to have a broader conversation about the legal structures governing use of force and how they interplay with the community expectations. Policing is a responsive industry. It is constantly being challenged. It's a healthy conversation to have, but it has to be more than a single DA in his vision, he said. We should not approach reforming use of force as a way to make a officer-involved shooting unlawful. That's short-sighted. So what essentially Ian Adams is saying there is don't bring us this bullshit because we at the fraternal order of police isn't going to fuck around. Yeah. What we really want is to you have us off our back because we're saying that Sim Gill, even though he let our cops off the hook with not even a warning or anything like that is completely in the wrong for even saying that there needs to be reform because the system's working great for us. So fuck you. Yeah, they're not going to reform themselves. Like, if you listen to this guy or um, the NYPD union head guy who was out there doing the same thing, saying the same stuff, it's like they they see themselves as the victims in all these situations. And the body cam thing was, uh, I guess, a good attempt. But like the uh, Seattle mayor said that when they turned off their body cams, they said it was for the privacy of the of the people they were arresting, which is just. Absolutely fucking absurd. No, the best thing that those body cameras had was the fact that they kept the cameras on in 15 seconds before and after they turned it off. Mm -hmm. Just because that was the thing that probably caught more dirty cops than 50 years of fellow police officers. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I think this is a good segue talking about our um, our police issues to go into a topic that was pretty big on Utah Twitter, and I guess, and I had friends from out of state asking me about it, but it was something that was going around with the hashtag Utah rapists. And for the most part, it was a lot of girls um, coming out about their stories. I saw individual stories, um, people talking about their individual stories. And then there was um, kind of a, uh, I guess, a an aggregated list of all these names of um, of uh, rapists, of sexual assaulters, and that kind of thing. Um, but I think it's important to keep in mind that, like, the reason why women often feel they have to do this type of thing is because of the response they often get from law enforcement, or like when, because like when we hear about stories about, um, you know, when when a lot of women have come forward with their stories and men as well. Uh, people often say like, why didn't you just go to the police? Like if you were raped or if this happened to you, why wouldn't you just go to the police? Um, well, for that one, let's ask Lauren McCluskey how yes. it went for her. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to, I, at one point I like kind of summarized out like what was going on with 
Lauren McCluskey, but something came up recently where, um, and it was right, I think it was probably a month before um, George Floyd's murder. Um, but it was about a cop that was working for the university police department. But um, just to recap the Lauren McCluskey story, I'll just read, read through my notes real quick. In late 20, October 2018, Lauren McCluskey was shot to death by her ex-boyfriend after he, was abdu- after he abducted her in a parking lot outside of her dorm on the U of U campus. This was after he extorted and stalked her for about a month, all while Lauren had reported this behavior to campus police. At one point, Lauren McCluskey explained to the officer assigned to her case that, he was, that she was being extorted over explicit photos she had taken of herself. Her ex had her files and was threatening to release them if she didn't hand over a thousand bucks. Scared by the demand, she paid the money and then sent some copies of the messages and the pictures to campus police, to the police department as evidence. She was really reluctant to do that, though, because, um, you know, when you're when you have like that type of thing, you it's was supposed to be a private thing. Don't want people seeing it. Um, It might be embarrassed or ashamed about um, about something that they really shouldn't. But uh, about a month ago, it was revealed that Michael uh, Miguel Darris, the officer who was assigned to her case, he received them and he saved the photos to his personal phone. And days before McCluskey was killed by the man who was Blake, who was blackmailing her, this cop, um, Darris, showed at, uh, he showed these images to at least one male coworker and bragged about getting to look at them whenever he wanted. Um, two fellow officers witnessed and reported that behavior, and only recently did they report that. So not only did he fail to protect uh, Lauren before her death. Um, he now works for Logan city police department up in Northern Utah and he and the rest of the department really should have been held accountable for their actions and inactions. Um, and stuff like this, like when they did the thing that people are always demanding, they do and go to the police and do everything supposedly right. Um, they like Lauren was treated like this and these officers felt guilty after and turned in their fellow officer supposedly but I think he still has a job at the Logan city. I know they were reviewing his case. Um, but this is kind of why, like, of course, women don't always come forward there with their abuse of whatever kind because often, and a lot of times there's cultures surrounding them that, that do this and treat them this way. Yeah. And also just look at how much success they have with actually going after sex offenses in Utah anyway. 2018, which is like the last year that any sort of data was available for this, the sex offense clearance rate for this entire city of Utah was 9.58%. So if you repeat, if you report your sexual offense to police, there is a nine out of 10 chances they're going to find the guy. So, and we also have a rape kit backlog of nearly 2000, which I said they were going to get cleared up by July, but I haven't heard anything about that from the state crime lab. So I'm going to guess that didn't happen. And, and when they even asked for more help to try and clear that up too, they asked for 2.4 million from the state. They got half that. So that's how dedicated Utah is to making sure that, that people who attack women and rape women get, a, uh, get the justice that they deserve. They, they don't, they don't. And as a matter of fact, the article from the trip that was talking about the hashtag Utah rapist, uh, uh, at uh, Twitter accounts, but essentially was Palsy Burke, who, by the way, is executive director of Equality Utah, which should tell you just how feckless of an organization that is. Uh, he pretty much said, no person should be branded with a scarlet letter R by an anonymous Twitter mob. There must be accountability for actual rapists, but it should come through our criminal justice system that begins with a presumption of innocence for the accused and operates under the principle of due process for all. 
There is no due process for all for anyone in these cases. There is no justice for these women. The only way they can get anything that comes close to justice is by crowdsourcing their own assaults with people that they can actually get that they can actually get their names out because yeah. they might know that nothing will ever happen to those guys, but at least at the very least, they might stop one assault or two assaults or someone else from just falling down the same path they did. And it's or like just raising awareness that like, Hey, this dude is a rapist. Keep your eye, eyes out. If you see him at a club, if you see him at a party, like protect your fucking drink, something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's it's insane like of course um like if you have complaints about like the method because i mean in 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 complainer's defense like it lacked it lacked context but like what else are these women really supposed to do when these channels of justice truly don't exist like some friends that i know like and i don't know what statistics are on this type of thing like nationwide but like i was shocked about how many girls that i know and that i'm friends with were posting stuff on twitter about okay. things that happened to them one two three four times like over and over and there's like one girl in particular who was sharing her story on facebook um and said the name of her rapist the rapist's mom was in the comments like saying no like why would you be doing this to my son like you would never do this thing. Like you're lying about him. We're going to sue you, that type of thing. And for people without means, um, there's no suing. There's no like getting the benefit of the doubt when you actually seek justice. Even for Lauren McCluskey, like that whole thing was completely mismanaged. And she came like she was a white girl who came from a well-off family, like was a star athlete, like that type of thing. Like that in the best of cases, they still get that kind of treatment. So like, what else are people supposed to do other than attempt to crowdsource it? Like Jordan said, yeah, it, it, the Lauren McCluskey one's especially tragic too, because she did everything you're supposed to do. She had proof. She knew who the person was. The person was already within the system because he was already, uh, uh, he was already on parole for prior offenses too. And the cops still did fucking nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it kind of goes to, it, it reminds me a lot of when people were getting mad at the protests because some windows or something broken out, broke out and, or were broken out. And, you know, if you're upset at the way that somebody is outing their rapist instead of the actual felony of rape, you're part of the problem and you're perpetuating that problem. And the fact of the matter is, is that when a system has completely failed its citizens and failed to do what it's supposed to do, people are gonna have to get a little creative yeah, and, and have, to, have to go to different means than the way that makes you comfortable to raise the red flag and to raise awareness and to, and to put these people on notice. Absolutely. Yeah. And as I mentioned, like, I, I don't know what it really looks like nationwide or if it's common to have like so many like women that I know say like share their stories and have those experiences. Um, but like there is something about the culture in Utah in particular that is particularly problematic. And I think it was very emblematic with um, like BYU's whole situation where girls were having um these instances where guys at BYU were raping them in in some cases but they couldn't report it to the school and the campus police because there was examples and potential of girls getting kicked out of school for putting themselves in situations that were uh 
according to the school, um, ethically ambiguous and girls were getting kicked out of school for, uh, what the school described as like breaking the honor code. So, um, I don't know what it, I like, I, I didn't learn very much at all about like sex education or sexual etiquette when I was in school at all. So like, it doesn't surprise me that there's a pretty pervasive culture of, um, just this type of thing. Like, I don't, I, I don't know. What do you guys think? The BYU police department got decertified by the state because their officers were going into the crime databases for the state looking for students who had reported sexual assaults and then reporting them to the honor code office. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like next level type of snitching where like you're outing people when you actually have the ability to, to curb this problem. It's, it's, yeah, it's mind numbing. It's mind melting. It's, it's disgusting. I mean, every kind of hyperbolic word you could use. It, it, it's, it's absolutely amazing too, because I really think that it is kind of a, there is cultural elements here in Utah too, because you think oh, about, for sure. yeah, you think about how say the church views women in particular, especially when it comes to crimes of rape and things like that, that it's, it almost seems like no matter what, they're also they're also a part of the transgression as well as as opposed to just the rapist. Yeah, like, uh, I have a quote here from uh, the Miracle of Forgiveness by Spencer W. Kibnell, prophet of the church. Good dude, totally didn't have any sort of sexual hangups whatsoever. <laughs> totally not racist, like real awesome guy. Oh yeah, here's a quote from him from his book, which by the way you can't find anywhere on LDS.org or anything like that or Mormon, whatever they call it this week. But essentially. It's just one of the most horrific things you'll ever read. Also, far-reaching is the effect of loss of chastity. Once given or taken or stolen, it can never be regained. Even in a forced context such as rape or incest, the injured one is greatly outraged. If she has not cooperated and contributed to the foul deed, she is, of course, in a more favorable position. There is no condemnation where there is no voluntary participation. It is better to die in defending one's virtue than to live having lost it with a, without a struggle. As stated throughout this book, while one may recover in a large measure from sexual sins, they are nevertheless heinous, and because of their gravity, the Lord has placed them very close to the unpardonable ones in order of seriousness. So, according to that, if you were <sighs> automatically fight to the point of death, then you're a sinner. All I can say is that it's a really good thing, Spencer, Spencer Kimball is dead. Yep. Uh, absolutely. I hope he didn't bury Yikes. Oh my God. That, that just disgusted me. Um, that's still things that are prevalent to this day too. Like me and Greg grew up in Utah County. I I can think like this. I heard in seminary all the time. Like this is nothing new. They shared Spencer W. Kimball shit with us while in seminary too, teaching us why sex is bad. Like nothing new. Yeah. yeah, there's, I mean, there's, a, I was actually talking to, to my wife about this today. And there's just this like culture of shame about having sex and that it's, it's supposed to only be between a man and his wife and anything else is completely Im- immoral. And you are a failure of a human being if you don't live up to those standards. Also, God forbid if you talk about things like masturbation or anything like right. that. Right. Because, you know, 
all you're doing is just a you're just a sin factory at that point if you ever even think about any sort of like sexual desires i i was talking about this with my girlfriend too and we were talking about how the difference between like our sexual education within the church too like they told me i am just this bag of sin that you know sexual right. sin that has to be that has to control itself no matter what and women are these are these virtuous creatures who don't want to have sex they never want to have sex they just they just exist to just be these asexual creatures that will have to eventually give in to have to have babies essentially but other than that they don't enjoy it which is the craziest bullshit you can ever think of yeah Absolutely. Yeah. So I can't imagine how that creates a repressive, unhealthy culture for a lot of these things to fester. So, yeah, but then, but then you see that also in our in our sexual our sex education here in in Utah schools. Like, I barely learned about anything, and it's one of the yeah. first things that goes in an already like strapped budget. And really, the only thing that's taught is don't have sex yeah like, and also like ab like abstinence only and they'd be like mm -hmm. oh well this i guess this is how you put a condom on and yeah okay I, even kid, even that was probably yeah i think like one of the big problems is like I, I think i remembered learning like briefly about like date rape but it being very specifically something about like something being put in a drink and a girl passes out rather than exactly. like all of the all of the incredibly bad things to do in between that are like ever everything right up to like sexual assault and rape itself like all that stuff like just isn't talked about as something that can, that is really harmful and damaging depending on the situation so yeah, like yeah. there was there was no education about like the the pressuring yeah um the verbal abuse yeah uh, that goes along with the actual rape i know and that's as much a part of it as anything else yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember learning anything about that type of like in those in between situations that I mean, a lot of these, like, quite literally, like if a lot of these girls who are sharing these incredibly like, um, traumatizing stories, took it to the cops, like, if people have this type of mindset, where it's like, it's full on rape, or it's nothing like, nothing can be done for these girls. Yeah, and it, it's an absolute tragedy too because I feel like a lot of police officers, especially like Utah County, things that had the same sexual education I had. My entire mm -hmm. sexual education as a as a teenager was we had the football coach show us a bunch of pictures of STDs, and also we watched a video of a woman giving birth. That yeah. was the entirety of my public school sexual education. And oh it, yeah, and by the way, don't don't have sex. <laughs> don't have sex. Don't do it. We're not going to teach you what that is, by the way, because, you know, you, if we don't talk about it, it won't happen for you. So, right. though, like, you're just 16-year-olds full of raging hormones, and who knows what the hell you're going to get up to. Because apparently you'll be able to put two and two together somehow. I don't know how, but yeah. we'll figure it out. Yeah. But And, like, of course, when you repress and you, and you just continuously sweep things under the rug, especially something that's as natural as having sex, it's going to leak out in incredibly toxic ways. And that's what we're seeing right now. Yeah. yeah. Like, like it, in a way, it's like the same kind of shit that happened with the Catholic Church. When you're telling people that they can't have sex, then it's going to leak out in really awful ways because outside of breathing, boys, having sex is the most <laughs> natural thing you can do as a human being. Yeah, and also at the same point, like you have a couple like incel culture guys who shot up things who were Mormon too. Like, it, it can break a lot of different ways, and a lot of them are bad. 
Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't think, yeah, I think that's, that leaves it in a good spot for, for the, for the rape talk, but I like, mean, come on. Good spot. I feel like shit. <laughs> yeah, dude, this is fucking, wear, it's like, wear a condom, wear a mask. I know, <laughs> but yes, the condom for your face. No, but seriously, like, it's not like a good time to be, <laughs> to be alive. It's not great. Let's, okay, uh, let's end, uh, let's each end by sharing something that's been making us like happy ish recently. Uh, <laughs> Jordan, you go first. Oh, something that's making me happy. Well, the the Wayfair stuff made me pretty happy. You and non relatives, and also like the uh, Instagram influencer, like high school girls. I went to I went to high school with her. Yeah, having like a crossover comic, like when Spider Man meets the Punisher. It, it's oh my great. god! Yeah, dude, it sucks. That that didn't make me happy, Greg. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> Well, one thing that makes me happy is uh, our boy, our boy Z. He's part of the Friday Night Hangouts. It's mm-hmm. his birthday today. He's one of my best friends, so happy birthday to Z. Um, and uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend a bunch of money, and I'm gonna buy a new bike here real soon, and that's nice. gonna make me really happy. You know what? Got up to sorry, go ahead, Jordan. I take it back. I thought of another thing that made me, that made me happy. Just All right. Like, and I uh, purchased a video that was uh, called Money Plane. Um, it is <laughs> dude, hell yes. Are you gonna take us out on Money Plane today? I'm gonna try to, but uh, right. it is an 82 minute film where the wrestler Edge is trying to take down a uh, a uh, airplane casino that is uh, also has a bunch of weird games like Russian roulette and things like that. It's also directed by the Lawrence brothers, like Joey Lawrence. Oh, yeah. Yes. Also has like semi-famous actors from like the 90s who are in it for like five minutes who just definitely were in like a check for like... Nice. Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, Kelsey Grammer's in it. Yeah, Kelsey Grammer, Thomas Jane, and like Denise Richards. And it's just like, they're in it for like five seconds. They're wearing the same... Hell yeah. When they're in different scenes later on. It's just like... you you just took the check and run i I, rules but it was the dumbest movie i've ever seen and it made me so happy i'm glad to hear that that's a good one um man oh yeah uh greg didn't you get up to albion basin today it looked looked delightful i did yeah that's i i've been doing the quarantine thing pretty hard and the uh the boy the wife and i decided it was time to get out so we uh masked up and on a little hike for a hike up in albion basin and the wildflowers are popping and it's uh it's real gorgeous out there folks so yeah if you can get out there but make sure that you're taking the proper uh safety precautions yeah let's see um carly and i were both like pretty sick we both thought we had coronavirus uh we do not so that's that's good i can't remember if i told you guys that so uh like greg this is a tough day for all the haters and losers out there uh came out came out with a big w so this is a covid free podcast yes it is i've this is the second time i've been tested and that brain poked really you just don't get used to that dude that really did noah cry yeah he was not very happy i can um, imagine dude while it was going on he was incredibly happy when it was over and i told him we were going to go get ice cream i know so the tears were not very long lived dude he deserved that because boy <laughs> that thing 
that does not feel good. Um, I've been watching Avatar The Last Airbender. That shit rules. Uncle Ira has been bringing me a lot of joy. Um, I've been, he's been inspiring me to drink more tea, which is good. Um, it's the, that show is fantastic. It's got great politics too. It's a, it, it's a good show. Um, it was on Nickelodeon and we didn't know what we had. I didn't know what I had as a kid. It's great. Um, yeah, that's all. That's all I got. I don't have any other party messages. I think just wear a fucking mask. Let's go. Let's do it. Fuck, dude. Let's do a funny one next time. I, don't I know. Think- <laughs> <laughs> we absolutely will. We got to We got to get away from the depressing stuff. Let's talk about all the funny shit from this year. I'm gonna, next episode. I'm gonna spend. I'm gonna spend the next week just doing a massive inventory on QAnon merch, and we're yeah. gonna talk all about it. Let's do that. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. No more depressing 2020. Just kidding. It'll like the one app is after that is going to be going to be depressing, but let's, let's, yeah, we got to break it up a little bit. Um, all right. That's, that's all I got guys. It's, uh, it's, it's been a pleasure. Have, I hope everyone that's listening, you know, has a delightful morning, evening or night, whatever afternoon, evening or night, depending on what time <laughs> this comes out and, uh, rate and review, I guess. Prayers up RBG. Prayers up to RBG. Let's go. Please don't fucking die. Bye.